Hey guys, this is the Handlebar Podcast. We are so excited to be here with you, but before we jump into this season, we wanted to tell you that we now have an official way you can submit and ask questions. If you go to www.thehandlebarpodcast.com, that's right, on our website, you can submit questions for future seasons, future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. But for now, we are so excited to jump in. This is season three. Welcome back. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Handlebar Podcast. We're so excited for this episode. Season three. Season Let's three. go. Um, y'all ready to get into it? Yeah, do it. I'm ready, bro. All right, can I get a little drum roll? A little drummy drummy. What's it gonna be? Pum pum pum. How do I stay <laughs> How do I stay friends with old friends that are not saved? Oof. We're, about, we're about to go there. How do I stay friends with old friends, but those friends aren't safe friends? Forgiveness. It's more than <laughs> just. You started singing that one, I think. Before. I know, but that comes up I'm often. Real in my friends, mind. my real friends. Uh, all right, well, fifteen-minute timer. <clears throat> Are we ready to jump in? I think so. All right, we're ready. It's now or never. Go. With old friends that are not saved. So well, well, who wants to start us off? <laughs> we just keep reading the question over and over. No. <laughs> so well, there's the timer. <laughs> Y'all got unsafe friends? <laughs> Let's jump into it. Who got, who's got unsafe friends around here? I mean, that's I a real mean, question right there. I have there. tons of yeah. friends on so many different like yeah. levels of maturity and journeys. Yeah, yeah I mean. Yeah. I think we have to yeah. define friend too. The reason I ask that, that's just guess, a side yeah. note, maybe yeah. a side topic, but I've heard so many Christians who they get saved and then they don't have unsaved friends. Mm. And actually when I get around friends that I have that aren't saved or aren't walking with God, it can it can be so good for me. It can yeah. like, confront things. It just... Um, it can show you how like weird you're getting. How much in a bubble you are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I will start out by saying this because this is the first thing I think of and I did not think of this until literally just now. And so I haven't thought about this in a long time. But when I got saved, I was a senior in high school and I was like the epitome of a, the hypocrite, the hypocrite church kid who was in church anytime the door was open. But I secretly, I didn't know if I believed in God. If I did, I hated him. That's That's where my heart was. And I, I was doing drugs um, with you friends. I was doing all kinds of stuff. I was kidding. getting in trouble with, with women. Like just my life did not look at all healthy mm-hmm. when you looked under the hood of what was really going on in my mm-hmm. life. Well, I get, uh, just have this encounter with God. Uh, it's May uh, of my senior year. So it's like a week or two before I graduate high school. And I just, the best way I know how to describe it, I get whacked by God. Mm-hmm. Like I totally given my life my life gets flipped upside down and all of a sudden it's like i get i get filled with the holy spirit um conviction for the first time starts to show up in my life and so i knew for me after i like have a day or two to process okay what has just happened to me oh i've given my life to jesus um i went to the youth pastor in my local church and he gave me some really good advice started walking with me but i knew for me to really walk the straight and narrow, so to speak, or to follow Christ wholeheartedly, I had to cut out the relationships in my life that I had. Mm. I knew that I I was alone in my walk with Jesus. Um, I, I didn't have a lot of good Christian friends. And I knew if I get back around my friends, I'm going to I'm going to do drugs. If I get back around my yeah. friends, I'm going to do some of these things that I now have conviction that I can't do. Mm. And I graduated high school and I split the town, my hometown. 
I went on a mission trip and then I came and spent the summer in Dallas with Elissa mm -hmm. because I needed to get around people who were burning for Jesus so that I would not fall back into the life right. I was trying to lay down. Mm -hmm. but that's crucial. Um, but now within, I've been out of high school for 10 years and now within the last year, <clears throat> the Lord has reconnected me with some of my high school friends that are, are not saved or aren't following God. And uh, I've, I'm seeing the Lord reconnect me with some of these friends that I'm starting to build relationship back out with. Mm -hmm. and, and you're in a better place to do it now. Yeah. Because and it's you're like, not going to be tempted. You're not... What they're walking so through is big, not going to be a temptation. It's not going to affect you. And now I can yeah. actually encourage them and right. tell them who Jesus was, is, yeah. and was, and is to come. You know, hey. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but for for that stage in my life, I had to I I had to walk away from my friend groups, and I had to find a friend group that was wholeheartedly following Jesus. Mm -hmm. Today, that's not the case for I me. I think but. you said something really key, which is for that season of my life. Mm -hmm. So yeah. to all the listeners, like. There's seasons of your life. And if you are a brand new Christian, you know, that hung out with a bunch of people that went to clubs on Friday nights or drank too much or whatever, then this would be your season to go find friends that are going after the same thing you're going after, that are pursuing the Lord. You know, what Aaron's talking about is what, how many years? Fifth, 10 years later? That's 10 years later. Yeah, yeah 10, 10 years 10 later, years he's. Yeah, he's reconnecting with these people, but he's in a different season. He's not vulnerable in those areas. Right. Um, like he was. Not saying like nobody would fall in that place, but he's he's further along in his relationship with the Lord. So I think that's really important is just to know like what season you're in. Um, because I think yeah. you could take this and be super religious about it and be like, I'm not going to be friends with anyone that doesn't follow the Lord. Well, is that what Jesus did? No. Right. And then you could take it to the other side where it's like, well, I'm just going to go to the, a bar once a week with my friends or whatever. Not saying that's a bad thing, but yeah. we all have the yeah. Holy Spirit. We all have conviction. We know what is right and wrong for us personally. Uh, but I think it's just good to point out, like know where you are, know your weaknesses, Yes, you yeah. know, and like the friends that you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah, that's, that's really good what you're saying. I, I was thinking that too, Sarah Beth, what Aaron said is how he knew. He was like, okay, I'm not strong enough in my faith and in self-control right and in my obedience with the holy spirit to be around these people i'm i'm weak you know we're fleshy and yeah. until you can grow in your own confidence and conviction of like man these things don't they're not going to pull me down right. you know like being really aware of like okay in this season like I'm too susceptible. Like mm, I'm too yes. weak. I, I can't trust myself here. So I, I need to set a set a boundary and and really wholeheartedly go this direction rather than that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's cool too because what's beautiful is it's not it's not like you, you know, were like mean to your friends, you know, and like I can't be around you, yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah. You don't have to be weird about you, it. You know, you were just like, hey, this is a direction I'm going with my life. And and luckily for you, Aaron, you ha really had a best case scenario where you're graduating high school. Everyone's right. leaving. Right. Yeah. The so timing you, was so yeah, perfect. Yeah, the timing was so perfect because <laughs> everyone was leaving and going to college. And, and you got to come to Dallas and, you know, did your thing. And then later on, you're just reconnecting with people and you're like, right. wow, like. Which feels like the kindness of the Lord The now. kindness of the Lord, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. so, because I really do love you know, my friends and I think about yeah. my memories in high school and I'm like, man, those, you know, as anyone, you think about those friendships and you're like, they mean mm -hmm. so much to you. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking of a verse about what you guys are talking about in 1 Corinthians 10. Okay. 
that just basically is talking about temptation and how just <clears throat> he's addressing like a mindset of um, if you think that this can't happen to you, like like that's when you're going to fall. Or Ooh, I can read it. I can flip back to it because I have another one that I want to go into. But it says um, 12. It says, therefore, let anyone who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. And wow. then it talks about temptation and God won't lead you into a temptation that um, is too much for you. But the whole idea being like when you've just when you just got saved, like there's a protection that the Lord will bring. And I feel like that's what you're describing. Right. Um, but on the flip side of that, which is like maybe which a few pages down. Mm. Well, jeez, oh, that's a maybe we can revisit Careful. that. I'll. In Second Corinthians four, though it it talks about a ministry that we all have Ooh, yeah. once we're saved that I think is crucial to this conversation. Yes, um, and if you didn't know this, if you're saved, you have a ministry called the Ministry of Reconciliation, Come on, bro. And and it to me one of the one of the ways that I think about it is it's new vision for who everyone is, whether they're in Christ or not. Yes. You're, be, you're given this ability to view them the way the Father views them. And you are baptized into this ministry of reconciling them back to the Father. So for me, I'm thinking about, I, I never had a moment where I like left church. I grew up in church. I stayed there the whole time, but I had friends that were not saved. And I think a big temptation for me was to change who I was when I was around them. Um, and a lot of, I would like rationalize it in a way of don't be weird or don't offend them. You know, like they, it can trigger them, like different things I can say. But um, what I found now at this point in my life is if I'm just being myself, and I'm being true to who I am and the story I have with the Lord, I've never had a moment where a person I was actually connected to was like, that kind of offends me. Mm. Because it's me sharing what's truly in my heart. They, right. they have always been responsive. And I believe there, uh, there are tons of stories of people getting saved on the street and people getting saved this way or that. But one of the biggest stories of people getting saved is I, I had a friend that, after a long time of them asking me to come to church, they came. Or it's a, like, I believe yeah. God likes to use these friendships, right. genuine friendships where you care for one another. And I think there can also be a temptation to think there's something wrong with this person. Like, especially yes. when you first get saved, you're like, what is wrong with you? Like, you can't see what I just saw. Well, that's like pride. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like acting like you didn't just have a veil over your eyes. <laughs> that like you, you need it to be pulled off. Exactly. And so I think there's also, there's also a protection in that where the Lord may have like taken you away from those relationships mm -hmm. so that you didn't like act like a doofus and be like, you guys are dumb because you don't follow Jesus, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but I just think like, there in second corinthians 4 i'll read this and then i i've been talking for a long time but no, i'm so down good. um the people love when rafi talks for a long time <laughs> they ask for more of it um okay it says for okay from now on therefore we regard no one according to the flesh which yeah. verse is that it's second corinthians 4:16 okay and later on, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. But pr right prior to that, 
Um, he says, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. And there's this wild, radical invitation that Paul's saying of like, even your unsaved friends, since you are saved, you now have a viewpoint of them that's truer than what they believe. Yes. Because you have Abba's perspective. And so if you think like, oh man, I don't want to be too spiritual around my unsaved friends because I might trigger them. You are actually saying things often that are truer than what they believe to be true right now. And so obviously like there's a line of don't be weird, but also be yourself because what's in you is, is living water. Mm. And the truth is when, when you taste living water, it changes you. So I think this is like, totally God designed. And I think in, you know, like you said, in step and being mature and all that stuff, these are good, good relationships to have. I, I don't think you should, you should walk away. Sharing what's in your heart because nobody can argue your story. Exactly. Nobody can argue your testimony. You can argue theology. You can argue, you know, some say Jesus is this. Some say Jesus is that. Well, my experience, you know, but nobody can argue your story. Oof. This is what God did for me in my life. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's that verse that that says, be ready to give a defense for the hope that's in you. And I have heard it explained like apologetics, but to me, that's not what it's talking about at all. It's basically like when people ask you, why are you hopeful when you're suffering? Why do you have joy when it's hard? Why do you, that's what we're, that's what we're given permission to defend. Wow. Hmm. Wow. That's really good. Um, you said something that uh, triggered a thought, but it's actually, it's left now. So mm. I need, I need it to oh. come back. <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah. Because well, then you said that on. and then I started thinking about that. That's so good. <laughs> that's what Rafi, that's what Rafi does yeah. to you. It gets you thinking. Yeah, we only have two minutes left. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, I want to, I want to read this first. It's Matthew 9. Um, and Jesus is sitting not with one tax collector, but many tax collectors. Mm. He's sitting with many of them at a table. And in verse 10 of Matthew 9, it says, Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. Mm -hmm. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, they didn't even say to Jesus, they said to the disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard them, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice for I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Wow. And this always blows my mind that I think about, I think about uh, who Jesus surrounded himself with offended church leaders, offended uh, those who were leading in the temple, who he was surrounded with. Mm-hmm. And that, that makes me, you know, I just rabbit trail down, down that to where if Jesus were to come today, if he was on the earth today, um, I, I always think, man, Jesus would probably be the one who's always skipping out on uh, uh, things in the temple to be outside the temple. Mm-hmm. Like he would be the first person signing up for evangelism. I don't, I don't know if this has been y'all's experience, but normally for me, the person who leads evangelism is like that bold, wide-eyed, a little strange. I love him, but I also don't fully understand him. And <laughs> that you would sometimes be Jesus. feel like a lot. That would probably be Jesus. That yeah. you're like, man, Jesus is so zealous for the lost. Mm-hmm. And he's so new. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That I say that to, to say, 
uh, I think it's of value to actually have friends that aren't saved mm-hmm. with the hope that God's going to get you. Oh, yeah. yeah, He's going to get you like he got me. Yeah, you know? well, I want to speak to this too. I remembered my thought, but it's with this. <laughs> Is in giving the ministry of reconciliation, I think it's really important too to remember that we we don't have the ability to save our friends. Yes. Right. But ministry of reconciliation means to love them. Yes. That's good. Yes. Like a biblical love, like that Corinthians 13 love. And just remembering that like our, there's a timer, but the ministry of reconciliation is to love them and not take the burden upon ourselves to save them. Wow. Yes. Right. We can't do that. Wow. We just love them. And I think that's why the, you know, Jesus says in the Beatitudes, like love your enemies. Because it it actually gives clarity that um, the sinner is not my enemy. Sin is. And wow. so I can love my unsaved friend because the sinner, like, is not my enemy. Sin is my enemy. So does that make sense what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Where, like, it's, it's like putting yeah. perspective that it's not the person who's the problem. It's the fact that there really is like spiritual warfare and there is sin and evil that exists in the world and there's hurt and pain and we can't save anyone from that stuff, but we can love them while they're in it. We can be there for them while they're in it. It's making ourselves available to, to, to love someone to, for them to reach out to us, for them to confide in us and actually genuinely weep when they weep. And rejoice mm-hmm. when they rejoice, not yeah. weep. So hopefully they see that I love God and they need to come love him. But it's like, no, I'm putting myself in your shoes because I do care about you. And that's painful. Let's yeah. cry together. Yes. And like giving myself the ability to empathize with someone, with Christ, because Christ did that. It said he was moved to compassion. And right. it's why he worked all these miracles. And like, I just believe that the Bible is true and it says love never fails. Right. That the more I show up, the more I, I love someone, like truly that's going to draw them to the purest love that there is, which is Christ himself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so just like remembering that don't take the burden of saving your unsafe friends, but like we have, we, we have the opportunity to love them with the love of Christ. And then you pray for them in the secret place. Yes. God save them. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, draw them. Yes. Open their eyes. Mm-hmm. Like soften their heart. Comfort them where there's so pain. Good. And like that's where we get to step in, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I know so the, time, the timer went yeah, off. Yeah. So I love that. Let's do handlebars. Yeah. I'll say for me, I'll start. Um, I was thinking about this when it comes to a handlebar. Um, is don't be, a, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed to share Jesus. Don't, you know, and here's the analogy I want to give that will hopefully turn it into a handlebar. You know, we, most of us know by heart Romans 1.16, which is I am unashamed of the gospel of Christ, um, for in it is the power to save. Um, but I think about, you know, tonight, I'm not sure when you're listening to this and what the outcome was, but tonight the Dallas Cowboys are playing in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter if I go into a gas station, a restaurant, 
Um, if I'm at church, if I'm on the street, it's like cowboy fans or sports fans are like, go Cowboys, you know, we don't boy. You know, you're not ashamed right. to be extra for the team that you you cheer for. Yet oftentimes when it comes to Jesus in those same settings, I will yell to someone I don't know at the gas station while I'm pumping my car and he's pumping gas in his car, something about the Cowboys, but I wouldn't yell something about Jesus because well, I don't want to be too much. Or I don't want right. to, and I think what I've learned for me is I want to let the gospel go so deep in my heart that I'm unashamed to be as boisterous or loud or confident about who Jesus is, no matter what sphere or circle I'm in. And I think when it comes to unsaved friends, uh, to remember um, to not be ashamed of the gospel, to remember your testimony, to remember what Jesus has done for you and who he is and who he can and wants to be for that unsaved friend and not to be ashamed to share it. Mm-hmm. That's good. good. I'll I'll go. Yeah, go. Uh, I think my handlebar will be something that we touched on earlier. Is you know when a friend is dragging you down, and you know when the friendship is not leading to life, um, and you like you can feel and experience the difference. Like you don't really have to question it, you know. And so I would say like if you're feeling that tension like I I would say that's when it's time to let go mm-hmm. you know when you're like man this just who's like, influencing who who's like influencing who mm-hmm. here yeah and and asking yourself that question because everyone like you know who you have fun with and who gives you life and you know who you have fun with but you wake up feeling shameful the next day mm-hmm. yeah who gets and you into trouble who gets you into trouble and so you're like we all like those things are just clear and I just want to say take the courage to go the right direction and know that like God God doesn't want you to not have friends he legit has family and friends for you and Mm. you can take the risk of walking away from something hard yeah yes yeah and if you do that I want to add to that handlebar do it trusting and believing that God can bring it back Mm. yes yeah lay it down Yeah. yeah yeah That's so good. I've, I think one of the thoughts I had is <clears throat> it's connected to what you were saying, but I kept hearing that phrase, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yes. Mm. And that is true. It's really true because you are we're not made to do this thing alone. And so you do need friends that are going the same direction as you. You need them. It's crucial. It's the only way to grow and thrive like on this walk um, with the Lord, him being the first one. So I was I was trying to find a way to phrase it, and I don't know if I, maybe you guys can help me, but just basically what I was thinking is looking at the friends that you're the closest with, and I truly believe the ones you're the closest with, the most open with, the most vulnerable, the ones that are walking with you probably should be saved. They shouldn't oh, be yes. your unsaved friends, though you can still have really great friendships Friendships with those people. I don't think they should be the closest people, the ones you go to for advice, because yes. simply they're walking another direction. Yeah. Right. Um, they're not following the man we're following. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's. I think it's a great way to get very confused in your walk with God um, is to take advice from people that aren't going that same direction. So I would take a hard look at who are the closest people in your life. Look at, look at them, look at their lives, look at where they're going and, um, and take that into consideration mm-hmm. when, when you're approaching a relationship with someone who isn't a believer. Yeah. That's mm, really beautiful. good, Rafi. 
Okay, my handlebar would be, I think it's simple. Uh, mine is pray for your unsaved friends. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe even friends that just aren't following the Lord like you are. Maybe it's not even unsaved and saved that we're talking about. Maybe it's like, I don't know, someone that like, yeah, I love, I love the Lord, but they're doing things that you don't agree with. Like pray for them and don't be afraid to have a hard conversation where they either lean in and like, follow the same man that you're following Jesus or they split in peace. Mm. And if they split in peace, like it's sad, it will hurt. It was good. You found out then, but it was good that it happened then. So I would say pray for them and don't be afraid. I guess it's two handlebars. Pray for them and don't be afraid to have those conversations that will either further your relationship or end it. And like you said, Aaron, trust that the Lord can bring it back around. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's fine. So beautiful. Well, we bless you and all your friendships Thank you for listening. I hope this encouraged you and gave you some handlebars for what to do if you're wrestling with this question. So we love you. We'll see you next time. Love you. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If this has been encouraging to you or if it's built your faith, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you have a question you would like to submit for future seasons, you can do that at our website, www.thehandlebarpodcast.com. We would love to see your questions. Also, if you would like to support the podcast, if you'd like to support future seasons, you can do that on our website. We're so glad you're a listener that you've listened to this episode. We love you. Like, subscribe, share. We'll see you next time.